Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. At Bunnings Trade, we're here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade. It's Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball with the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run on SENZ. Two of us are shit. Over the top go the Brumbies looking for the steal. They get good shape on it and the penalty goes the other way. Barrett looking for the droppy. Barrett nails it. The Blues win. The Blues win. How about that ice cold from Bowden Barrett? Home fans are furious. Yeah, there you go. But the home fans might have been furious. The Blues are pretty happy. I know another man that's very happy is uh, Steve Devine in studio with us today. And for uh, Justin Marshall, mate, very happy. Yeah, it was hard to be. Uh, it was hard to be upset with that one. I think uh, the Blues, the Blues, uh, they hung in there tough, and you know they they got what I think they were the team that played the team that tried to play all the footy. So I, I think it was deserved, but I could be a bit biased. <laughs> well, speaking of a bit biased, it's not won't be the first time the Australian commentators have been accused of that. But they were filthy right throughout the match. They thought the referee was uh, maybe giving the Blues too much. Yeah, I actually thought the opposite, uh, being, being as one-eyed as I am. Uh, yeah, the, the Brumbies tried to stop everything and, and did it all match and, and did it well, to be fair, at times. So, um, But yeah, I mean, it was every rookie could have given a penalty away and, you know, they, they were the ones that not rolling away quickly, lying on top of the ball. So, you know, they've only got themselves to blame, really. Um, a couple of times in the match, the Blues could have been given more penalties and weren't. I, I thought it was a bit unfair. So, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was a bad refereeing performance. Okay, and a good win for the Blues too. 28-19. I mean, you watch that game, and I kind of think about Blues teams of the last few years. Uh, you know, when they're in a situation like they were, they were up 18-12. They gave away that try um, in the last sort of five minutes. A lot of Blues teams would have panicked at that point and would have blown it, but this, this Blues team seemed to keep its head. Yeah, that I mean they, you know, they were, that was the game was over with with a minute to play. They had a kick off and a couple of rucks, and somehow they got the ball. They got the ball and and then went pretty much the length of the field to um to kick a to kick a field goal, but they had a penalty advantage right in front, so it would have been a three point anyway. So, um yeah, absolutely. Uh, teams uh, in the last few years would have blown that. They've they've got themselves out of jail, and and to be fair, they've done it a few times this season. So it's it's starting to you know not be a fluke. It's starting to look like hang these guys are these guys can get it done when when the heat really comes on. Yeah, which is great to see. Uh, the of course the droppy from Bowden Barrett. I tell you the performance of Roger Tuivasa Sheik. Um, I, I I don't think can be understated here. One thing I did pick up, Stephen. I don't know if, if if you noticed this or not, or whether it's just me because I watch so much of both codes. But I watched the Blues in that last minute when they got the pill. 
And even though it's not a set of six, they treated it almost like a set of six, the way they, they set up their little pods to go with the runners so that they could definitely recycle the ball. It reminded me of the way that league teams looking for golden point set themselves up for the drop goal. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they were looking for the drop goal or it just they ended up underneath the sticks and they got a penalty advantage and it was like we might as well take it. But yeah, there, there was a there was an aura about the team with with that one minute to go that they just looked on. They looked like there's no way we're going to drop this. We've got the ball. Uh, we're going to finish it. You know, and it was good to see they they went from side to side. They weren't scared to throw it around. The big boys stood up. They carried and carried hard. Um, yeah, Roger and, and and Romano had a couple of big carries in that last set. So, um, yeah, it was it was a professional team. They got the job done, and it was it was it needed to be done. And under the heat, they got it done. So they'd be, they'd be very, very proud. They, the Blues have had an easy easy couple of weeks. You know, they've had a lot of momentum. They've been getting out of the advantage line easy. They really needed that match going into the finals. Um, I, I wouldn't have been terribly upset if they lost it, but they really needed a match that. They didn't get quick ball. They there was a real semi final final feel about that game, and they showed that they they can stay calm and still deliver. So it was a big turning point for me. Now the um, Hoskins Satudu was named man of the match on Stan Sports. They had him on afterwards, uh, having a bit of a chat. They, but Justin Harrison was a bit salty. Uh, I did see somebody say Phil Coons used to be my least favourite commentator. Uh, Justin Harrison is, is quickly unseating him. I don't know about you, but he certainly uh, wanted to hit Hoskins up about how many penalties the Blues got, didn't he? Yeah, mate, it's not a great look. Um, <laughs> he's there to, to commentate the game and, and to give unbiased opinions and you know talk the game up, the, the game that employs them. So, yeah, not a great look for him to be bagging referees publicly, um, although we've, we, you know, we've all done it in the pub from time to time. Um, <laughs> Mate, I, I thought the referee was justified. I, I, I didn't, I didn't think he had a bad game, and I can be as harsh as anyone when it comes to them. I, I, I really didn't think he had a, he had a bad game. I, I thought all penalties were deserved, and if anything, there should have been a, f- a few more go down the Blues line. Was Hoskins Satudu the man of the match? As Stan Sport gave it. it mate, he had a great. He's a class act, right? Mm. He, he, I'd, I'd love to see him angry. I, I really would love it. It just doesn't. Nothing really seems to. Uh, you know, he's a very composed kid. He, he's got, he reminds me of Zan Brook. You know, he's got the skill. He's got amazing, you know, skill level. I, I just love to see him angry. But for me, uh, I'm going to say Roger was, was my standout player. I, I think it was his best game by a long way. Um, I think, I honestly believe he played himself into an all-black number 12 jersey last night. Really? I just, he carried he carried with, with some freedom. We haven't seen him carry before. He got out of the advantage line. He made no mistakes. He passed well. Uh, he tackled well. He, he, you know, he ran and covered well. He tracked down um, Nick White for that runaway try. He, he got to him, and I, yeah, I just think it was it was a, his biggest game to date against the biggest opposition to date. You know, the team coming second, and and he, uh, for me, he delivered. Uh, and watch was a really tight game. Uh, he managed to get over the advantage line with footwork. Yeah, which was good to see. Uh, I mean, I guess the one thing that you would say about him as a 12, he, he his support running is great, uh, has taken the ball to the line and the contact is great, you know, drawing tacklers, things like that. Going himself a bit more, maybe? I mean, he hasn't got uh, too many over the line himself, has he? Do you want to see a bit more of that from a 12? No, I think he's doing all the right things. I, I, like, people scoring tries is not really um, a big on my agenda. You know, just because you score a try doesn't mean you have a good game. Um, but he, he's set up a lot of try assists the last few weeks with offloads and, and footwork. Um, I, I just think he's an option, you know, 
Um, there's some brute power with Rico back in that team. There is some brute power, but he's he, he's he's not the brute power. He's the footwork. He's the dance. You know, he, he puts people into space. He offloads post contact. For me, I, I think that's what an All Black team needs. I think it's what the Blues need. I just think he was outstanding. A little bit more work to be done by him uh, at the ruck, um, trying to pinch ball, yeah. like being over top of the ball on the jackal. Um, for me, a little bit more work there. Haven't seen a lot of them there. He tries, but he, he hasn't been too successful. So, you know, that'll come. That's definitely not a league thing. So it, it might take a little bit more time. But, yeah, outstanding effort. Really, really, really outstanding effort last night. And you're calling it, he's going to be in that 36 for Ireland? Uh, I think definitely. Now, yeah. after that, I mean, that, that was as good as 12 performances I've seen by any 12 this year. No, that's the question, mate. It's, it is that midfield is stacked. Well, we've talked about it before. Uh, we'll talk about it again in a bit because we've got Peter Alatini who knows a bit about the midfield coming up. Uh, but the other one was that I, I going into this game, I was like, oh, we're missing uh, Rico Yuani and we're missing Akira Yuani as well from this game. We didn't really notice that we didn't have Rico out there. So good was Bryce Heem. Yeah, he's playing good footy, the old bugger, isn't he? Yeah. Um, no, he's just he's just tough and carries hard. Um you know, probably doesn't quite have the footwork or the speed of, of Rico, but carries hard and did his job. He tackled well. I mean, the Brumbies didn't really look like scoring a try other than from a rolling more. Um, you know, they, they got down on the Blues line in the first couple of minutes and got one over from pick and go. So, you know, back line defensively, they have to be pretty happy. I don't think there were even a, was even a line break by by their backs. So, um you know, yeah, he's a solid, solid thirteen. Bryce him, he's playing, he's playing good footy as well. Um, just goes to show, you know, when, you know, when the Blues have won well at their game in the last few weeks. I just this was the first time when there was really the the Brumbies, you know, dominated how the game was played and and they beat them at their own game, which was which was very pleasing. Yeah, that's it's good to see. I mean, I, I mentioned we didn't maybe miss a, uh, Rico as much as we thought. It'd be fair to say that maybe we did miss. Akira a little bit though against the size of that uh, Brumbies loose six Tom Hooper Luke Reamer and and, and Pete Samu are big um, I don't know would it you know having Akira in there instead of uh, Signa have given the Blues a little bit more I'm thinking particularly the way that Samu sniped that try yeah yeah that it, it was a it was a pretty forward dominant dominant match I, I, Akira's will be always I mean you're always going to want him in your team right but I, I don't think I don't think the Blues forwards got outplayed I don't think they got out muscled anywhere I just you know that Brumby's driving mall is pretty spectacular it's scored pretty much all their tries this year um, we've seen the Brumbies um, against the New Zealand teams the last few weeks have scored points um, in the back line we, we didn't see that last night it was you know pretty much straight from the rolling mall so um no, it would have been good to have Akira there, uh, as it always is. But uh, I think the boys did pretty well up front. I think they held them and um, it was just that line-out, really, that they struggled with. And I, I remember saying to my son, with, with five to go, you know, just the, when the Blues got in front, it was just don't give a penalty away. If you give a penalty away, they're probably going to lose this match. And sure enough, they gave a penalty away and they got the try to get in front with a minute to go. But, you know, they were good enough to get out of trouble. Yeah, which is uh, which is great to see. I had a text through on double eight double three the Temper Bedpost text machine from Ken saying, great win to the Blues. How good was Hoskins and RTS? Brilliant. We won't get beaten. It's ours. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love the confidence. Um, yeah, there's still a team. There's still a team that dresses in red and black that um, that will, you know. I think that's the final everyone wants to see. Um, number one and number two at the moment. Uh, 
I think that's the final that everyone wants to see. Um, they, you, you're never going to write off a Crusader team. You know, they, they've just been stewing for a few weeks um, since they had a couple of losses a, a month or so ago. So um, I love the confidence, but I, yeah, I'm not that confident. But yeah, I'm, I'll be, um, do I think the Blues can win? I Absolutely, I think they can win. But um, she's going to be a battle. She will be. Uh, we'll talk uh, more about that. We'll also uh, preview the Highlanders coming up this afternoon. They take on the Waratahs. Peter Alatini, former Highlander, is going to be with us after this. Here on the uh, Bunnings Trade Rugby Run at Bunnings Trade, we're here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade. This is SENZ, the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run at Bunnings Trade Helping Business is our trade. Uh, Steve Devine in for Justin Marshall with me today. And joining us on the phone uh, out of Christchurch is Graham. G'day, Graham. How are you doing? Okay, oh, Steve. How are you? I mean, Ricardo. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Steve's here as well. So uh, have, you, have you got yeah, a question for him? Uh, yeah, just um, just on the round, uh, well, you've probably done a bit of a summary already, maybe. But, um, yeah, I was at the Friday night game, the Crusaders um, game against Fiji and Drew. I just uh, was pretty pl- very pleased with one player, Fergus Burke. You know, a lot of talk about, you know, you know the Richie mawanga Bowden barrett debate. You know, we're all Mwanga fans, but I'm a big, got a big supporter of um, Fergus Burke. I, I think he's got a lot of talent, and I was just glad he, you know, he stepped up big time. And, you know, it was a... T- bloody freezing to be honest at <laughs> the game on Friday and as you know Steve when you play for the Blues and you came here um, <clears throat> it's a, you know it's a tricky place to play but you know I felt a bit sorry for the drawer but uh, they got the job done the Crusaders so I was pleased from that point of view just want your comment on that really yeah well, it was always going to be tough for the Fijians on a cold night like that um, yeah from what I know about Fijian boys they don't like the cold that way <laughs> <laughs> no, um, mate. The Crusaders were—they were always going to be too big and too strong and too clinical in the end. I think um, so. But yeah, I mean, great for the Crusaders. See a few of the young boys have a run around, and, and they did pretty well. So you know, all part of the learning curve for them. Um, Fergus Burke is—you know—he's still a, a young boy and got a lot of rugby to go. So you know, certainly kicked very well and and, and ran the ran the boys around well. So uh, yeah, I mean. The All Blacks will be looking for a, for a couple of new uh, number 10s down the line in the, after the World Cup. I imagine we'll probably lose a couple to Japan or, or yeah. somewhere. So, mate, the future's bright. He's, he's, a, he's a very talented young footy player. Yeah, well, it's like, likewise, I must say, Pirafita, I think, has done the same, uh, you know, with Bo- when Bowden Barrett hasn't been playing too. I mean, I didn't rate him highly, but I know a lot of Blues fans have, you know, it's good to see these guys getting chances because you can't just rely on your on the stars all the time. You've, these guys are going to step up and, you know, and those two have, you know, and, um, yeah, also just others, you know, I think um, Zach Gallagher and, um, you know, Fruchanil up front, um, you know, the competition's been, you know, has been enhanced by having sometimes players out because they get a chance then and, um, you know, all the New Zealand teams, I think, have, uh, you know, have had those players that have come through this season. So it'll be a good, good round next week again. Yeah, mate, I, I, I'd go to say... I'd say that this this year of Super Rugby has probably seen the blooding of more young kids than I've ever seen before. I mean, I look at the Wellington team. I mean, they're just loaded with with talent. Yes, young, some young Chiefs boys as well running around. You know, I I, I haven't seen youth um, like this before no. in, in one year, and it's pretty good to see. 
Yeah, very good to see. Hey, thanks very much for calling yep, in, Graham. Man, no, Appreciate thanks. it, mate. Good talking to you guys. No Jeez. worries. This is the uh, Bunning Trade Rugby Run uh, at Bunnings Trade. We're here to make your job easier because helping businesses our trade. Our number is 0800 150 811. Right now, Peter Alatini joins us uh, to talk, uh, well, a few things. We're going to uh, preview their Highlanders game as well. But Peter Alatini, giving you War of 12 on your back for a lot of your career, I want to get your take on the hottest of hot takes from Steve Devine this morning. He said after that performance last night, Roger Tuivasa-Shek played himself into the All Blacks. What do you reckon? Hey, uh, good afternoon, fellas. Um, always a pleasure to have a chat. Um, hey, look, I'm, I'm a big fan, supporter of RTS, and um, I think as every game he plays, he just gets better and better, and, and last night was, was just another uh, proof that he um, he is on, on I'd say he'd be on the eye of, of the All Blacks Slippers. You think he's going you think he's a shoe-in, mate? Uh, you think he's a shoe-in for that 12? Me, me personally, I'd love to... I, I just think he just brings something different to the top jersey. I think something that... Um, I think when, when you think about those big defences that come across South Africa, Irish, or English, he just he just has the footwork and stuff. To, maybe because I love his footwork, but that's just, just another different dynamic in that midfield that we haven't seen for a while. You know, obviously teams have... Um, showing up their defence in that space, but it seems like that we seem to always play to the twelve off off uh, set piece and, and always to kind of hit those marks. So I'm kind of with with Roger. Um, he just brings something different, I feel, and and, and um, I reckon he'll improve the more he gets going. It's been a, it's been a while since we've seen footwear like that in a number twelve All Blacks jumper, hasn't it, mate? <laughs> we have, Steve. We have. I'm getting sick of guys just crashing, dashing that. Only because I hated doing that. So that's why. <laughs> and I didn't have the body to do so. Do you think, Peter? Um, you know, we've talked often about. Quinn Tupaya, Alex Nankerville, uh, you know, jo- Josh Goodhue, Bra- Braden Enor, Lester Fayanuku, uh, Thomas Umanga Jensen. We've obviously got Rico and Roger at, at the Blues as well. Geordie potentially as a 12. Do you think David Harvey will be an All Black this year? Mate, personally, on, on form and the form of the others, I feel the others have, have overtaken them, those names that you've mentioned. Um, and it's funny because we were, we were t- chatting to, I mean, with Ronnie earlier on this week and, and, and Goldie was around because Goldie gets all the stats and you know he's in the ins and outs so it was great to have a chat to him and he asked the same around that space and um, and, and, he, and I suppose he came with some good reasonings around I think when we look at midfield and we look at the class that we've got outside it's a probably coming coming to the combination of how our midfield can really put to light what we have outside and I think that's probably something that was missed a bit in test rugby um, especially when you've got the likes of Will Jordan and, and all the, you know, I'm not going to name all the wingers, but all those contention um, wingers that, that we have at the moment are just on fire. How do we give them more ball? How do we get them one, more one-on-ones to, to really have a crack on the outside? Yeah, mate, it's, it's, yeah, for a long time I've, I've felt New Zealand rugby's, you know, almost been playing rugby league, just, just too big and too strong yeah. and running over the top of teams and I think the end of season two of last year, we've finally worked out that we're probably not able to do that at the moment. So, um, yeah, we certainly need to change plans. And, and footwork, for me, trumps um, size and strength and running over the top of people. So, um, mate, that's, that's, that's the whole point. Eh? Get the ball, give, give the outside back some time and space because that's, that's where we're dangerous. That, that's right, mate. And I think, you know, in between those guys, you know, and you even got Rico, that was playing centre, 
plays great holes and stuff, but again, we still we still need the length to those outsides, you know. And, and I think the Crusaders proved it well. Um, and then it's just because they shortened up the defence of Drua, who was who was always struggling with some um, overcommitting and, and, and rucks as they had to to try and slow their ball down. But the width that um, that the Crusaders played with is is something that I think. You know, we'll, we'll nap teams if, if we get it, especially with, with the boys that we have got out wide. And even even Lucy's, they do linger in those outside channels. They actually got, got good pace and, and good link and good skills to, to be able to, to shift onto our wings uh, if need be. Peter, we should talk about the Highlanders because, of course, your boys uh, kick off the, uh, later this afternoon against the Waratahs. Probably probably need to win this one uh, to make sure of it. Otherwise, next weekend could be a humdinger down to the wire. <laughs> Um, don't say that, Devo. Don't say that. I know. I know it's a huge for the boys. <laughs> hey, what did you make of what did you make of the move to put Sam Gilbert in the ten jersey and then to keep him there? I think it's an interesting one, but I mean, they pulled off um, last week, and then and I suppose like he definitely got the skills. Um, you know, just seeing some of the stuff he was doing at the uh, in the outsides yeah. to to handle it. I would never guess that that he, he could uh, shift in there, but. Knowing Brownie, mate, if he sees something that um, that he feels that that'll make it work for, for what they've got and maybe add something different, then uh, he's got no doubt, and, and, and he's got full confidence in giving giving the young fellow a, a crack there. So, um, yeah, as long as again, I suppose it's another um, just to give. You know, we got some midfielders there with Jensen stuff. As long as we can hold them up to get some ball out there to, to those guys to make those breaks, so I think. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about what he could bring to that. Uh, Mate, what about the twelve? Thomas Umunga Jensen, for me, he's he's been one of the form players of the tournament. Mate, um, do you think he he's a chance later in the year? I know we're talking Highlanders right now, but do, do you think he's much of a chance for that All Black jumper? Mate, I, I like him too, um, Stevie. I think he's he's got both as well. And, and the thing about him, and I suppose what he offers as well is the size, and, and, and he's kind of actually quite fast. I think you know some guys kind of because of his size. Just like his brother Peter, they've, they've got a knack of being able to, to footwork in close, but also the power, the real power to get straight over, but also great skills to offload. So that's, I think so. He's in the picture again. Just another one. I know he's been injured, um, hampered in, in most of the seasons, but if he just gets through some of these these final games and really um, perform accordingly, like he has been, um, I, you know, it's just that mix. He had something different as well into that into that midfield mix. But at the same time, he has got a good linking game, which. Which what I was—that's kind of what I, I see as is a strength for our midfielders going forward. Like we spoke about, just those outsides need to be fed. If you have Will Jordan at the back, then how do we get border that guy one on one? Because he's like the next kind of not the Cully or the Cully light, you know. He's got all the skills and then wonderful to watch at the back. And mate, the Highlanders over the Tars today. Um, you, you think they're going to get it done? Mate, I'll put more money in there for them to get it done. <laughs> I've been. Surely they're back at home, mate, and they're gonna. They know what's in front of them to, to play, but they're gonna have to work hard because I read this uh, Waratah side. I've been pretty impressed the way they play. I think a couple of kid boys. I really like the, the captain and halfback, um, Gordon. I think he really runs the cutter, kind of tying him out and, and making putting pressure on him. Um, will we'll add to, to to the Highlanders kind of getting through because he is the he really dictates that um, that ship for them. Um, yeah, they lost their centre last week. Um, the Tars did. Um, Piranesi, I think he, oh. he he's a he's a big player. He's he's not there today, so he he will be missed. Oh, we have a big loss. 
Um, the Aussies have got a knack. To, Aussies have got a knack to bring up these super fast, sort of strong athletes, eh? And he, he the last few weeks, have been playing some super footy. Outstanding, mate. Like I watched him when they played minor, and he was the one that's between him and, and Gordon. They they really sparked um, the comeback and, and stayed in the game. The breaks that he made and just the little skills, you know, the little kick on the top, but then following up and, and retrieving. Um, it's definitely, um, he's tough. And then I can see why, because I remember that um, the league's clubs were after him, you know, Al were after him. And you can see why, mate. He, he could make a great league play as well. But um, but he's, he signed on with, with uh, New South Wales and, and Australia. So they'll be so stoked to have him. But good good for the Highlanders that he's not playing today. <laughs> yeah, so you got Alex Newsom in there instead in the 13 jersey. Certainly a, a different take. Eh? He'll be up against yep. uh, your old mate John Timu's son, Josh. He's back uh, after he had that injury, like second or third game in, mate. Uh, so that's good to see. Yeah, it's, it's great to see him back because I, I, I was quite impressed with him um, in that early start um, in the in this game that he played until he got his ankle, and so it's a bit tough on the young fella. But um, anything like his old man, mate, he'll be, he'll be back in there throwing to go and playing at home. Um, so so it'll be a great uh, matchup um, in there as well. Good stuff, Peter. Hey, thanks very much for giving us some time, bud. We'll let you get back to the family on a Sunday arvo, eh? Thanks, Steve-O. Thanks, Cardo. Thanks, yeah. men. Go well. Uh, Peter Alatini, you can catch him. Uh, we do the uh, Moana Pacifica show, Pacific Flair, here on a Monday night from 7.30, and Peter will talk uh, more about that with, I think, Mark Watson this week is doing uh, the, the Monday-Tuesday shows, uh, and I'll be back on on Wednesday, Steve. You're back on Wednesday. I'm back for you. Oh, bloody good, mate. Bloody yeah. good. Always makes for a good show. Looking forward to it. Of course, the Blues Brothers, 7.30 on a Wednesday night with me and Steve. It is bang on up past uh, one here on the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run. Uh, we'll take your calls when we come back. If you've got uh, something you want to pick out and chat about, you can give us a call 0800 150 811. 0800 150 811. Has Roger Tuivasa-Shek played him in, himself in to that all-black squad? In today's Voltaren Rapid 25 wrap-up. The Stormers have been crowned the South African Shield champions in the United Rugby Championship after beating Scarlets in their final regular season match. Ruhan Nell's last-minute try was enough to secure a 26-21 win, which sees them finish as the highest-placed South African team on the log and second overall behind Leinster. The Bulls, Sharks, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Munster and Ulster are the other teams to make the quarterfinals. Surprisingly, not one Welsh club has made it through to the playoffs. Meanwhile, Wayne Pivak admits he is under pressure following his side's Six Nations debacle, which included a historic loss to Italy. Pivak recently named a 33-man squad for their upcoming tour of South Africa in July. You've got to think that he's on a bit of a hiding to nothing, old Wayne Pivak, uh, in that, Steve? Yeah, he's a very good coach. I know Wayne from uh, from back in the day. He's a very good very good to- coach, uh, great at talent ID, um, you know, great at bringing kids out. I'm just not sure they they have the kids at the moment. Don't let back pain get in the way. Get fast relief with Voltaren Rapid 25. Read the label, use a directed. If symptoms persist, see your doctor. Incorrect use may be harmful. Do not use if you have stomach ulcers. GSK Auckland. This is the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run, and Dean joins us from Dunedin. G'day, Dean. How are you? Oh, mate, I'll be better in a couple of hours or something if the Hollanders can get up over the um, the Waratahs, but I'm not really a Hollander supporter, but I do live here. But I'm disappointed, mate, to be brutally honest. Like, I, I was so looking forward to um, 
that game last night, the Brumbies and the Blues, I even went and paid, spent 20 bucks and put it on my phone so I could watch it and not have to go and put up with everyone else at the pub. And I don't know, why do they give such an important game to showcase our game to a referee that, to me, looked completely out of his depth, at the breakdown in particular? But that was horrible. Like, if that wasn't an advert for great flowing rugby. Like the Blues, I don't know, I can't remember the stat. It must have been 80% possession, 70% territory, something like that. And 60 of that was inside the Brumbies 22. It was awful. What? And I think if the Hollanders get eight and carry on building the way they are going, the Blues aren't going to want to meet. Oh, that'll be an interesting game. And also, I think I've got the maths right, the Blues are now going to have to play every New Zealand team. Like It was a, it was a good game to lose. And then play all the Australian teams and actually make the final. When they make the final now, if they're lucky enough to play the Crusaders, they're going to be bashed up. I, I, I think, first of all, I think the, the leading teams, uh, when you're one on the table, I, I, I don't think you really look down to quarterfinals and semifinals and think who you're going to play. I think in that position, you're just like, we, we're good enough to beat everyone, so it's not going to matter. Mate, the referee, I disagree with the referee. I actually thought he he was fair and reasonable, and I think that's all we can ask for a referee. For teams continually infringing at the breakdown, um, what other options do you have than to give penalties? They're not supposed to come from the side, though. Mate. What I'm getting at is they're supposed to come from the, I don't know, I think it's still what they call it, through the gate. They were just coming from anywhere and blowing everyone out of the road. Like For a spectacle of rugby, if that's what we've got, you're just about just bringing a tackle count and call it rugby league. I mean, that. I, after that, I turned over and I watched a bit of that English Premier League and I seen backs running like backs. Yeah, oh, mate, well, first first thing at the breakdown, you know, the first thing that's got to be refereed is the tackler has to roll away. So if that doesn't happen, then there's a penalty. Uh, if the tackler rolls away, the, the guy carrying the ball has to be released. Uh, if that doesn't happen, then it's going to be a penalty. And then you get to side entry. So uh, a lot of those rucks, the Brumbies boys weren't rolling away and the tackler wasn't being released. So there's two penalties happen before someone even enters a ruck. Uh, and, and the Brumbies were infringing pretty much constantly. Now, you know, I, I, I can't see another option that a referee has. If, if that's the case, then, then there has to be penalties to be given away. Yeah, I well, I mean, I... I just thought they were too often coming from, from the side, as I've said. But I'm more worried about the spectacle of the game. Like the, the Blues got the win. But for me, it wasn't a good I mean, I, I mean, I wanted to see a great game of rugby. And I wouldn't have called that anywhere near a great game of rugby. Like, but it, 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 wasn't open, it wasn't open running rugby like we play here in New Zealand. But it is pretty, that's pretty much the traditional Brumbies game, right? They play hard rugby to the line they play for a penalty they kick down for a rolling more off a line out and score a try that's that's what the Brumbies are famous for and they've done it for the last two years and it's how they got themselves in positions to make make semi-finals and whatnot so you know the Brumbies played exactly how they wanted to play and they slowed the ball game and and New Zealand uh, uh, teams have just got to get better I mean that's why we struggled against England at the last World Cup because we couldn't get that quick ball the Northern Hemisphere teams play that rugby we we have to get better at beating it thanks very much um, sorry Dean thanks very much for your call mate we, we need to we need to move on because we've got Adrian Cashmore uh, we, we need to get to shortly before two o'clock but I believe John is on the line as well John just quickly uh, what did you want to say to Steve yeah, yeah, just quickly mate um, you know I, I predicted that scoreline last night if you're listening to the Wellington boys 
um, yesterday. Um, I, I always thought it was going to be a close game. It was going to either go either way. I kind of agree with my mate down there, down south, but, you know, it just shows the character how good the Blues team is, mate. The Highlanders couldn't beat them. So... Yeah, mate. It was it was always it was always going to be a tough battle, and I I agree with you. It could have gone either way, and um, I just think the Brumbies were that's the way the Brumbies play, and and if the if the if the Wallaby team plays that way later in the year, the All Blacks are going to struggle against it as well because they're very very good playing that way. It's how the Northern Hemisphere teams play, and we're not yeah. we're very good at playing Super Rugby. How you know running ball over the advantage line easy. We're very good at that game, but the World Rugby. Uh, International footy the team's not going to let us do that anymore, and they're going to play this Northern Hemisphere style, which is which is slow, and and it's a street fight, and, and we got to get better at it. And I, I was glad the Blues got a tough a tough fight, and I, I'm actually glad they got on top. It is uh, 19 away from uh, two o'clock here. Hey John, thanks very much for your call. Uh, we'll take more calls in the next hour on 0800-150-811. This is the Bunnings Trade at Rugby Run. When we come back, Adrian Cashmore will join us. This is the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run. Ricardo Bald, Steve Devine with you at Bunnings Trade, helping businesses our trade. Joining us on the phone now is uh, Tauranga Sports' favourite son, Adrian Cashmore. G'day, mate. How are you? G'day. How are you, sir? Yeah, not too bad. Yourself? I'm very well, thank you. Cashy, how are you, buddy? Uh, Work, working how hard. Are you, sir? Working hard today, mate. Working hard. I just heard that was supposed to be Ricardo and Justin Marshall. Are you taking over? Oh, I should be. I, I just dropped a couple of boomers in here and there, and everyone's happy. <laughs> happy as Larry, mate. Happy as Larry. Eh? What did you What did you make of that game last night, uh, Adrian? And the Blues have now gone twelve wins in a row. That is uh, a franchise equaling record. I, um, which is fantastic, and good to see the Blues, um, mate, showing some form. I, mate, I must admit, I watched the, watched till the first half, and then I, I couldn't keep my uh, my lids open anymore. So I I, I missed the second half, but. Uh, Obviously down to the wire, but good to uh, get that result, no doubt. Mate, you um, you need your beauty sleep, don't you? Yeah, I had a had a large night on the Friday. Mate, um, uh, the Blues this year been uh, been travelling pretty well, Cashy, and um, you think they got it in them to go the distance? Mate, they they certainly look like that at the moment. That um, and I think. I haven't watched all of their games, but um, from what I've seen, uh, they're playing some pretty good rugby. And, yeah, I think they've got it in them. They certainly seem um, – they're a different side. Well, I guess it's been building the last few years, though, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, they, they've got some some good experience in there now, and uh, it's good to see some of those boys uh, – like, I, I thought Caleb, again, was outstanding last night from what I saw. In that first half, he's, he's, uh, he's on form and looking sharp. I like the look of Sheck there at uh, – Second five as well, mate. Uh, Caleb came off in the second half with a hamstring injury that looked uh, looked oh, pretty yeah, nasty. He pulled up, yeah, he pulled up pretty hard. Oh. So um, oh. yeah, that doesn't look good for him, mate. They equaled the record, your record from um, 96, 97? 90, 97. 97. Uh, yes, aware of that. That was a good but old glory days, days so. Cashy. <laughs> they were good days, they were good days. Um. So, no, it's certainly good to be a part of. It's a distant memory, though, now. It's only was a while ago. Well, I was going to say, uh, we were having a conversation around the office, Cashy, about how good that 2003 team was uh, and how they'd go if they played this team, this uh, you know, the current season team. What do you reckon? The 2003 one? Yeah. That, those, that was with Case because I, I was in Japan then. Um, yeah, well... 
they're all pretty strong side, eh? It'd be, be a hell of a match, I, I would imagine. That's um, the same with, I reckon, you, you put that 96, 97 team in there. So I guess it's, especially with the type of training the boys do now, there was some, we had some pretty good game breakers in, 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 in that era. <laughs> yeah, that 96, 97 team was pretty special with uh, Jonah and Joe Ellie on the wings. and oh, They went all right. No. Not, yeah, they were okay, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty handy loose forward trio too back in the day. Yeah, not bad. Wasn't bad. Wasn't um, bad. Mate, uh, you, you're living down in Dunners uh, at the moment. Your your kids will be in the zoo. They'll be in the zoo participating this afternoon, will they? One of them, one of them is one, my, my eldest is uh, last year at Otago Boys. Um, so, yeah, we've been down there for um, 10 years, mate, and it's there flying by. So currently, mate, I'm doing some, I'm commuting to Tauranga. So I'm back uh, back up here for a little bit, spend a bit of time up here at the moment. So just going back and forth with the family still all in Dunedin. We couldn't get them back up here. No, mate, it's, it's, uh, how's, how's Harrington's on a Saturday night these days? Herring, uh, is it still there? I don't know if it's there anymore, is it? Hopefully not. Hopefully not, <laughs> mate, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Those walls, those walls tell some good stories, though. Yeah, they, do, they do indeed. Hey, um, Catchy, we've a lot of been, been a lot of talk about uh, the All Black fullback position. We should get you to talk on that because uh, there's a lot of people of a fan of Geordie Barrett in twelve and, and playing Will Jordan at fifteen. Where are you on that? And who do you think should be the starting fifteen for the All Blacks that first test against Ireland? Uh, I've, 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 I like the look of Barrett there, but the, I guess the beauty now with the, the the All Black team is that they they can all slot in there. At whatever position, and they've got the ability just to just—it's kind of seamless these days. Um, and you know, it was unheard of back in our day. Um, but look, to be fair, you, you, with any one of those guys you mentioned, you, you're not going to go wrong, are you? Um, they've all got the ability to uh, attack, and and um, uh, and they're all playing really good footy at the moment too, which is probably uh, the best thing. Yeah, I'm concerned a little bit, Cashy. I think I think they're all playing good footy, but I, I think they're playing good Super Rugby footy. I, I don't think they're playing that hard in Northern Hemisphere Test Rugby. You know, um, where it's slow and it's just big forwards running. I, I, it scares me. I think Ireland are really coming down here. I think they're primed. I think they really think they're going to come down here and win a Test series in New Zealand. Something they've done before. I, I just think they're frothing, and I'm, I'm concerned we're going to get carried away with Super Rugby type style. Yeah, it'll be interesting, and I'm sure they obviously uh, coming off last year. Um, I bet you they're well aware of that. That they need to sort of change the the way that maybe we play. Um, but no doubt, um, you know, the all back coaches are, they'll be more than anyone well aware of what they're uh, going to be up against. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate where you're coming from, um, but I'd like to think also that. Oh, those boys can, you know, once the, once the team's named, that the women uh, that definitely need a front up. Um, and I'd like to think we do. But, yeah, you're probably right. But in saying that, too, that makes for a bloody exciting series ahead, too. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, no doubt there's uh, there's lots of work ahead of uh, the All Black side, that's, that's for sure. We've seen, actually, something else that you probably didn't have to deal with so much uh, in your time, uh, Adrian was is now that it seems to be a thing that if you play ten you can play fifteen and if you can play fifteen you can play ten. Uh, what have you made of St- Stephen Perafetta this season? Um, I, reckon, I, I, I reckon he's come on great. Yeah, I think he he's from what I've seen he looks uh, he's composed he, he certainly knows the game. Um, 
and yeah, he's 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 had a very good year, so he'd be very happy with how he's going at the moment. Um, I guess again, the Blues are playing some pretty good football, so he's getting good ball a lot of the time. But um, no, he looks good. He looks good under pressure. Um, yeah, he'd have to be fairly happy with how things are going. Mate, it's looking They'd pr- be in a pretty good headspace at the moment, I would have thought, that, that team, which is great. Yeah, win, winning certainly helps. Um, mate, it's looking pretty likely the Blues will play uh, top of the table, play number eight, which is probably going to be the Highlanders, uh, not next weekend, weekend after. Um, mate, will you, who, what foot in the camp are you going to have there? We have one in <laughs> each. Yeah, just so you don't ask my wife that question, because <laughs> obviously there, and then I had that little stint with the Chiefs as well, so... Oh, look, my heart always runs with the Blues. It's always nice to see them um, finally playing well too. Uh, and I know, obviously, with some of the, the, the guys in that team now who are the sons of the guys that we used to play with, so that's always exciting. But, no, you're right, I've been in Dunedin for 10 years, so I actually do follow the Highlanders as well. Um, more because I know the coaching staff and that through Brownie and those boys. But, uh, oh, look, to be fair... Um, that's probably a big ask for the Hollanders to, to get up for that game with the way that the Blues are playing. Um, so, but hey, you never know. Mate, I think secretly most New Zealanders uh, support the Highlanders. I think secretly across the board, everyone wishes they were in Dunedin in the zoo having a few beers on a, on a Saturday, sunny Arvo. <laughs> that, that's absolutely, yeah. They, know, uh, they do do it well down there. And uh, as I say, I'm, mate, I've been there for 10 years and I was the last reason to think I'd be living in Dunedin for 10 years. So, so yeah, and we're probably going to be there for uh, quite a bit longer uh, with my kids probably looking at line up uh, university down there also. So uh, Nice work, Cashy. Uh, you, you've avoided that question beautifully, uh, just like you would have on the field. You you managed to give that the, the, the full body swerve and not commit either way. But... <laughs> oh, no, well, I, I, look, I'll, I'll put my money on the blues for that one. Um, but, yeah, it's nice to sort of watch the Hollanders uh well as well. Well, mate, I think my son's going to be down in university down there next year, so uh, just keep an eye out for him on your couch next year, eh? Well, yeah, it's more the parents that we get the phone call from, mate. So I'm half expecting to get a phone call from you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good stuff, Adrian. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. Uh, have a great hey, afternoon no, and enjoy that game in the zoo, eh? Yeah, all right, guys. Cheers. Thank uh, there you go, uh, former Blues uh, fullback Adrian Cashmore with us uh, out of Dunnes. And uh, yeah, they certainly sounds at home down there. Yeah, what, what a place, eh? I'm thinking about moving myself. There you go. Would Dunedin take you? We'll have to get, uh, we'll have to get border control in. Uh, coming up in the next hour here on the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run, uh, Wallabies legend Tim Horan is going to join us. We're going to talk about things from an Australian point of view and we'll take more of your texts and calls on the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run. It's just gone 2 o'clock here on the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run. Ricardo Ball and Steve Devine in for Justin Marshall as well. At Bunnings Trade, we're here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade. And, of course, only one more round to go, really. or well, one more round and one game to go left in the Super Rugby Pacific season before we hit the playoffs to get an idea of uh, how things are looking from the other side of the ditch. An absolute legend of the game, uh, Tim Horan, joins us. G'day, mate. How are you? Hey guys, yeah, very well, thanks. Yeah, it was an interesting round, isn't it, this weekend? And of course, one to go this afternoon um, down the South Island of New Zealand. So, interesting where the table sits. Yeah, very, mate. I mean, if the uh, if the Tars get the win here, 
and then uh, the force get up over Moana in that Tuesday game. Um, I tell you what, she's all to play for in the last weekend. Yeah, it is. It's still a bit hard to work out. You know that that middle part of the of the table still obviously some you know some competition there. So you'd look like now the Blues and the Crusaders will finish that one two, um, and that was pretty pretty important for both those teams. The Blues were always probably going to finish on top. Crusaders were you know fighting with the Brumbies and. What a match that was last night for the Brumbies against the Blues, and it was a, a real finals sort of feeling within that game. And um, you know, not a lot of breaks made, and some some good clutch, um, you know, kick at the end course from Bowden Barrett to win the game. But uh, yeah, the interesting one will be the Queensland Reds and the Waratahs, where they actually end up on the table, because at the moment looks a little bit like the Reds might finish sixth potentially, you know, or the or the Waratahs might jump the Reds, and um, for. You know, for both those teams, I think they want to finish sixth then you end up going to Canberra and playing the Brumbies. That's probably their best chance to, to sneak through to a semi-final. Yeah, we're talking that beforehand, uh, that that equation. You, you, yeah, you definitely want to go, to go to Canberra rather than travel to Christchurch to play the Crusaders, you think? Yeah, I think so, Stevie. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you look at, um, you know, there hasn't been much success. Although the Brumbies, you know, did pretty well against the Chiefs, um, you know, in New Zealand. So... I think the Brumbies would be comfortable to travel, but I think for both those two teams, the Reds and the Waratahs, they, they'd feel they'd have a much better chance of upsetting probably the Brumbies in Canberra than they would, um, you know, playing the Crusaders or, or, or the like, you know, the Blues potentially. Um, you know, the Blues will end up probably playing probably the Highlanders by the look of it, uh, depending on what happens this afternoon. So it's good, though. I think the competition, and I think, um, guys, you'd probably agree that even in Australia, we're, we're used to looking at, one table. I think last year when you had the conference system was just really difficult for teams to um, for supporters to look at. Whereas now you see one table. You got one table in the NRL. You have got one table in the Aussie Rules. So for us now, you can people can look and go, okay, my team is sixth or my team's third, whatever it is. So rather than trying to work out where they sit on a conference system. Yeah, it's certainly a lot easier. Um, Timmy, that game last night, um, the referees come under a bit of flack over there. Uh, in Australia, specifically by uh, journalists and, and even players after the match. Um, mate, what did you think of his performance? Um, listen, it's difficult for them. Um, I'm always a big believer that, you know, as players, you should, you should take the referee out of the game, as in don't allow the referee to, to make those controversial decisions. You know, be, trust the players around you. Make sure you're not offside. Make sure you're not putting hands in the ruck. Make sure you're not, you know, talking back to the referee too much. To not allow the referee to dictate... Um, the game to you so but I thought he wasn't too bad I thought the refereeing this year has been pretty sound um, the only thing is the difficult thing for a lot of the referees and guys you'd appreciate this is obviously they're getting a lot of directives from world rugby about yellow card red cards head contact and a few other laws in the game that they're coming down hard on um, I'm a big believer I'd love to see super rugby and it'd have to a lot the support would have to come from New Zealand franchises because obviously in Australia we're competing heavily against you know rugby league and, and Aussie rules, so if we want to capture some of those supporters and some of those eyes on the game, we, we need to adapt our laws in Super Rugby to make the game a bit more open, a bit more free, free flowing, and not not as many stoppages at scrum time. And, and I see the referees now are telling the water boys to get off the field, which is great, but there's too many stoppages, and we have to. The hard thing is changing some laws here is one thing for Super Rugby. But you can't be too far away from then when you play test matches. There's a big jump to different laws. So I just think this, we've got to reduce the stoppages in the game. 
Mate, I, I couldn't agree with you anymore. I think there's a real disconnect at the moment between Northern Hemisphere rugby and, and what we play down here. I think we Southern Hemisphere is about entertainment and about tries where, you know, that ground, that slow matchup in the UK can be can be painful to watch. And uh, I know personally as a, as a rugby player, I just hate watching it. It can be so slow and boring. And uh, we need we need to make changes down here to get, to get people back on seats. Yeah, that's, um, you know, hopefully... That's what I'd be looking to do. Like, you know, you look at the goal line dropout we have now, you look at the 50-22, little things like that. I just think the big thing we've got to do is is if the scrum if the scrum collapses once, you only get one more chance to reset and you've got a shot clock to pack a scrum. Maybe it's 15, 20, 30 seconds, whatever the number is, and you only get one chance. If the scrum goes down the second time, well, then it's a free kick to one team and you cannot take a scrum after that free kick. It's tap and go. Like... I think we trialled those laws about four or five years ago. They worked pretty well, and the game keeps going. That's all the fans want to see down under, you know, Australians, and they want to see a free-flowing game. So I'd be looking to change some laws just for Super Rugby. Um, I, know it's, I know it's a bit difficult then when you go into test matches and the laws go back to what World Rugby govern, but I just think for entertainment value, we need to attract more people to watch the game here in Australia and New Zealand. I've said that over here before. I'm also a believer if if a player goes down injured, then it's play on. Uh, if it's a prop that goes down and it's a scrum, then it's just a free kick to the team who has the ball and you play on. If it's a serious injury and, and you know a medic calls for a stoppage, then there's a stoppage. But you know, too many times is even for a lineout, you know, uh, someone will go down and un- untie their shoelace, and we have to wait five minutes for it to be done up. It's there's just too many stoppages. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I think the referees, they, they play a big part in that. And actually, referees should be going around to all the franchise and saying, guys, this is how we're going to referee. So, And then put examples up on the screen saying, guys, this is what happened last year. We're about five minutes out in the line out. One of your front rowers went down and, you know, pretended he was injured. If that happens in this year, we're going to play on, just so you know that. So all the And give seven or eight examples of what's previously happened and the tactics that side try and use. Um, and we say, no, we're going to play on. You're not having your water boys out here to stop, stop the game and because you've been on defence for the last 10 phases. So if the referees can do that and everyone's agreeable, I reckon you'll, you'll get a faster game and, and crowds will, you know, because at the moment you look at the game, it's about some games are 25, maybe 30 minutes ball in play. We, we need to get that up to a plus 40. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, Tim, you mentioned, of course, they've got their game this afternoon, the Highlanders and the uh, and the Waratahs. Uh, see Ben Donaldson lining up at 15. You've got Tane Edmed playing in the 10 jersey, both excellent young 10s. Uh, you seem to have a bit of depth there now. Obviously, you've got uh, uh, Lolisio has, has sort of uh, come back into form this season as well. You've got James O'Connor. Uh, do you think that means that Dave Rennie doesn't need to call Quaid Cooper back into the mix, maybe for this England series? Yeah, um, we've got depth in super rugby, but at the moment we don't have depth at test level, at fly half. Uh, Noel he's done a really good job this year. I think he's come a, a long way this year compared to last year. It's just a matter of games you're playing against good opposition. Um, I mean, James O'Connor, you know, he injured the back of his knee. He looked like a lower hamstring injury. I haven't heard how long he's but So, I mean, it's long day ready. I really like Quake Cooper. I think he bums on the He's an entertainer. People come sometimes just to watch not the team. So, uh, but I think on the way of readiness, I was saying last year, he did an excellent job for us last year. That's done now. We're building for the World Cup. World Cup in 15 months' time. We need to. If it's, if it's a bend or suit, 
Kane had better who at 10, um, let's put them in there and give them some, give some time. Because I just don't know whether Quaid going to be right by the time we get to the World Cup next year. He's a very fit player uh, and one of the best I've seen, but um, they might bring him to the squad. I'm not sure whether they're starting at 10, but they might just have him in the squad just in case. Mate, you're a brave man to be mentioning Quaid Cooper over here on radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's been good for the game, though, hasn't he? Like, even for the World Cup back in 2011 and everything that happened, I think he was probably treated pretty poorly, but I think, you know, everyone looked at what he did to Richie McCaw in that game in Hong Kong and just turned on him. And But he, for us in Australia, he, he put bums on seats. There was, you know, he had crowds of thirty to 40,000 at the Reds and half of those were there to watch a Will Guinea or a Quade Cooper or a Digby Wani play. Yeah, he certainly grew up last year. I think, um, you know, he, he, he became a he became a man last year, the way he played and the way he led people around the field. So that that was good to see. Uh, also, uh, yeah, I think he, yeah. sorry, sorry, Tom, off you go. No, I was just going to say, he, he matured. He, when he played on the field last year, there was no hoopla. He just underplayed his game. That was smart by him. Uh, the other place that I think you, you're starting to show a, a lot of depth, mate, is, uh, and we talk about it over here as well, we seem to have halfbacks galore, uh, but at the moment, Jake Gordon, Nick White, Tate McDermott, they're giving Dave Rennie a, a few decisions to make as well. They're all playing pretty well at the moment. Yeah, good depth there. Um, Tate McDermott, really good. Um, you know, Nick White's probably the number one scrum half at the moment, followed by Tate and, and the way that Jake Gordon's been bringing this New South Wales team through. Of course, you know, zero wins last year for New South Wales and and what's, what he's done with that side to, to get through to win all the matches they've done this year and probably re-engage the fans from New South Wales. A lot of that's been Jake Gordon's leadership. Um, but I think, guys, the, the, the position where I think we've struggled for the last two or three years is at number 15. Um, ever since Israel Folau left our game, we, we've struggled to find who's our best 15. Um, Tom Banks has done a good, solid job. Um, do you put someone like the Geordie Pattaya back there? Um, Kirtley Beal's coming back halfway through the year. He's certainly too old now. He's 32 or whatever he is. Um, that's the position where we really have to find someone to try and dominate at test level, especially going into a World Cup. Um, Timmy, you have the English team uh, in a couple of months in, in Australia. Eddie Jones will be back. Um, how do you think that's going to play out? Yeah, it'd be interesting um, because... When we played the Rugby World Cup course uh, final in 2015, um, losing to the All Blacks, cut our first uh, test series was against the the English, and we got belted three nil. Um, and that was sort of the that was sort of the start of a bit of a, a downhill run for rugby slash the Wallabies in Australia for two or three years. Um, so we're I think we're a lot ready for Eddie Jones to come out with a team he's going to bring out and. You know, we've got to pick a big, strong forward pack because he's going to, he'll have some big centres, he'll have forward, a big back row. So uh, I know Michael Hooper's a wonderful player and he will captain the team and start, but we, we've got to have a really big forward pack that, you know, whether it's a Pete Samu and Valentini and uh, Harry Wilson competing in the back row, um, Eddie Jones's team will be um, a side that can move the ball around, but they can carry as well. So, yeah, three test matches. First one in, in Perth, next one in Brisbane, and then the, the last one, the third test, will be in Sydney. So looking forward to that at the same time as, the, of course, this, you guys will end up playing the Irish. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a pretty awesome uh, month, I think, for World Rugby with, um, with the Southern Hemisphere teams playing. Mate, I, I think finally for the first time in a long time we've seen we can see maybe an Aussie forward pack um, competing. Like I, I feel the last few years they've, they've sort of been run over a little bit, but 
you know, watching that Brumbies game last night and, and, and what the Reds have been doing as well, I, I think finally that there is a there is a, a forward pack that, you know, a back line can play behind f- for the Wallabies. Yeah, especially in the front row, I think. Um, when you look at the, uh, and I think Dave Parecki for the number two for the Waratahs, I, I probably reckon he's got the Wallaby gold two jersey sewn up. Um, he, he's been brilliant for the Waratahs. Harry Johnson-Holmes. Um, um Tanina Tupo um, and Bell, Angus Bell. So you've got depth there now. Um, Al Altoa, James Slipper. So you've got big depth in that front row area and hooker area now as well. So um, the second row in the locking positions a bit different for us. We've got we've got good solid talent there. Um, and of course we get that opportunity now. We can you're able to bring three players back for a test series from overseas. So. So one of those will be probably Marika Corabetti, um, one maybe Quade Cooper, and then you'd probably think the other one, Samu Karevi. So um, those players will, will slot in. But you know, I'd probably be maybe bringing back someone like a Rory Arnold from from overseas in France to because I think we're our depth at the, the really good level in the locking position. We're just lacking that big depth at Test match level. Even a Will Skelton made some a big body for yeah. that for that English team. I think is what you're missing. I think so. Just you, you need. You need more than a six and an eight and maybe a prop to ball carry. We need a really big ball carry in the locking position, even if it's only for the first 40 to 50 minutes, and then you bring on someone. So, Yes, yeah, um, looking good and uh, getting excited for that series. And, of course, it always helps the visibility of rugby in Australia when the walking quote that is Eddie Jones comes home, right? <laughs> oh, he'll be great. He's good fun, Eddie. He uh, he throws a few hand grenades and see who wants to jump on him. So he uh, <laughs> he's great, Eddie. And he'll, I mean, he's got a lot of respect for Australian rugby. That's where he got his start, of course. You know, um, coaching the Brumbies out here and the Queensland Reds for one year, um, and of course the Wallabies. So he understands how we play the game. He understands, uh, and I think where we went wrong in 2016 was that Michael Checker and a very good coach, astute coach, Michael Checker. He was trying to run the ball too much from everywhere because Michael Checker knew that the Wallabies had to have this entertainment factor, entertainment value. Um, but in the end, you win a test match, that's the entertainment value. Um, you, you can try and run from behind your own trial and behind your own 22, but the, the defence of England were too good. So I think we'll, we'll be a lot smarter this, in, in this test series under um, Dave Rennie. Yeah, indeed. Look forward to it, mate. Hey, Tim, thanks very much for coming on. We'll let you go, bud, so you can uh, get a frosty one and put your feet up and watch that uh, Highlanders Tars game, the Savo. Yeah, good stuff, Stevie. And uh, okay. good nice to chat, mate. We'll chat soon, eh? Hey? Yep, sounds good. Thanks very much. Uh, Tim Horan there, uh, one of the uh, outstanding Wallabies players of the last few years. Uh, went re- went pretty good at 12, didn't he? Mate, he was... So I grew up in Aussie, obviously, yeah. and um, he was my all-time favourite. I absolutely... I, I didn't really... Enjoy rugby. I didn't really get into rugby until I started watching him play for Australia, and I was just like, that's it. I, w- I want to be a 12. So I played a few years at 12, which was a bit of a mistake. But anyway, <laughs> mate, absolute, absolute legend of the game, uh, particularly over there in Australia. Uh, yeah. Awesome to talk to him. Yeah, no, fantastic. He's, uh, he's a good man, and he loves talking a bit of code as well, which is always good. It is uh, 17 past two here on the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run. Ricardo Ball, Steve Devine with you at Bunnings Trade. We're here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade. It's 2.21 here on the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run. Ricardo Ball, Steve Devine with you at Bunnings Trade. We're here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade. And uh, Steve, we should talk about a couple of the other games. Um, we've, we dove 
deep into the Blues and the Brumbies. Um, but there's been a few other games this weekend as well. As well as the Crusaders on Friday night got up over the draw pretty easy. They um, Razor, in a way, perfect for him. He got to rest everybody ahead of the last game of the season and then the playoffs. Yeah, so it was a great opportunity to give uh, the B slash C team a bit of a run, and they perform well. They, the, you know, going. It's always going to be hard to write off a Crusaders team, right? Going into the finals, I think, I think, I think it's going to be a um, Blues Crusaders final at Eden Park, hopefully. And I, I'm pretty confident that's what everyone wants to see. I know most of the Blues guys, you know, that that's the final they want because that's that's what they believe is the pinnacle. So. You know they're going to be there. Uh, you're never going to write them off. They get all their All Blacks back on the field, and you know it's going to go either way. Yeah, no, it's going to be good. Looking forward to it. Uh, the Reds got up over Moana, 34-22. Didn't have it all their own way. At one point, uh, the Reds were playing with 13. Yeah, the the Moana team are battlers, right? They, mm. they they battle hard. They've got unlucky a few times. They could have had a few more wins. Uh, um, they, they're, getting, they're getting better. They're getting stronger. Yeah, they've, they've had that tough season where they're having midweek games. They've got another midweek game this week. Um, you know, it's 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 been a, a bit of a nightmare season for them in terms of um, you know how they've had to play their games. But they're still fighting. You got to you got to give them credit. You know, they they've they've been down, but they keep getting themselves up off the floor and they keep scrapping. So um, I've actually picked them this week. Uh, they're playing on Tuesday night against the. Western Force, Force yeah. and uh, I, I reckon Smart. I reckon they might win that one. It'd be a good game to get to, actually, uh, just at Mount Smart. I mean, on that then, the Drua and Moana Pacifica, you know, when these two teams were announced to be part of the competition, are they where you thought they would be? Are they ahead of where you thought they would be? Um, I, I actually thought the Fijians might be a little bit a little bit better than what they have been. They're, you know, they're, they're more likely to be set or they're more likely to be trying together. I mean, the Moana team has just been brought together from everywhere. It's it's pretty much, it's almost the sixth New Zealand franchise team, right? So guys out of club rugby in Auckland, guys out of uh, MPC level. So, mate, have they performed well? Yes, yes, they have um, from where they've come from. So, you know, they've got some, some good players. It's going to take a while for them to build a little bit of depth. Um Hopefully soon we get a, a few of those old boys coming back from the from up north on the, on their way home and they they stop in and we get a few of those normal hemisphere players um, play down here for the minor team which would be which would be really good to see. Yeah, how good would that be to see? Um, yeah, you know some guys like I don't know um, oh, the Lua Tours and the yeah, Charles Peertals. Yeah, those and, guys, if they came back and then went, you know what, I'm going to you know play for Samoa Tonga whoever and and do a couple of seasons at Moana. Yeah, just to finish off, you know, I think I think that'd be, you know, I think that'd be awesome. It'd be awesome for for the people, and you know, just I think that's what a, a lot of younger, the, the, a lot of those younger kids need is you know a few real old heads um, around to, to show them how it's done. You know, it's worked well with we've seen Roger go back in the Blues, and you know, just you know the training and just just you know the old head to teach the the young boys, which is which is what they need. I mean, Christian Leofano has obviously done a pretty awesome job there this year and and shown them and led them around pretty well, but. You know, it'd be good to have a bit of backup for them. Yeah, it would be. It would be. So, no, those two have gone great. Uh, now, last night, the Chiefs got up, well, yesterday, the Chiefs got up over the Force 54 to 21. The Force have been all over the shop, really, haven't they? they? At the start of the season, they were putting in performances. You went, shit, these guys could be good. These guys could be one of the better Australian teams, but then they just fell off a cliff. Yeah, they tend to they tend to be very good or tend to be very bad, and it doesn't seem to be too much in between. So, um, yeah, I was on them at the start of the season. I was, I was I was on them a lot, but they yeah they just seemed to struggle. But you know the Chiefs the Chiefs are the same. They they can be unbelievable at times, or they can be you know they can you know drop the ball and not be very clinical. So two two really dangerous 
teams for me for the rest of this competition is the Chiefs and the Hurricanes. I think on their day, um, if you come up against them on their day, it's going to be a real tough day at the office. So they're the two teams that, that you know, being a Blues fan, they're the two that that, that really scare me because I, I just think when they get it right, they look so good, but they, they tend to do it for 10 minutes and then they'll struggle for 30 minutes. We saw Sam Kane go off in that game with an injury, uh, which didn't look good. Um, where are you with Sam Kane at the moment? Uh, I mean, because he's had a lot of time out injured. He's come back. He hasn't managed to get a lot of time together fit. Um, and he's out again now. I mean, surely this puts in a question mark his all-black captaincy, doesn't it? Because you can't say he's the best seven in the country because we haven't seen enough of him. We're going to get guys come in and take his place. And then is, if he's not first choice, can he be all-black captain? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of questions there, Ricardo. Yeah, um, mate, he's he's had a he's had a tough couple of years. Uh, injuries, um, mate. He just can't really nigger 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 a few games together. Um, he, mate, it's a hard one. He, he's the All Black captain. Uh, he's a he's an outstanding player. But you know, there comes a time where a big decision needs to be made, and that might be getting pretty close. I, I feel that um, Dalton is playing exceptionally well. I think he's the standout seven of the competition. So. Um, I, th- I think he's got to be in your black team, particularly against an, an Irish team that's going to be here, you know, ready to rumble from from where to go. The, the All Blacks will have a week in camp to sort it out before before they have you know any time. So, I think early on, you you know, Fozzie's got to be picking um, guys that have played together, and I think that's maybe the back row tree of the Blues. That's nine and ten of uh, of the Blues. I just um, I just think that's the way it's got to go, particularly for that first match because you're going to need combinations um, coming up against Ireland who are frothing to rumble down here and get a get a win. Yeah, it's going to be great to see that go. I mean, if, if you take the captaincy off Sam Kane based on the fact of availability and you need some consistency, I mean, I look at it and think if you're going to pick someone, it has to be someone that starts first choice and is probably going to play majority of the game. So for me, that's like a Sam Whitelock probably. Um, you got any thoughts on that or where you would take the captaincy? Yeah, I mean, he's done it before, right? Mm. Um, Sam or Artie Sevier are probably two names that, that come. I, I don't think you're going to leave those two out um, yeah. just because of um, where they've been and what they've done. So there too, um, Cody Taylor, possibly another one. Um, so, mate, there, there could be a lot of changes to the All-Black team this year mm. uh, from what we've seen uh, uh, from those last few games of the end of season tour last year. I think there's probably going to be a, quite a few changes for that first test against Ireland. Yeah, looking forward to seeing what does happen and, of course, uh, the rest of Super Rugby Pacific between now and then as well. It is a 2.28 here on the Bunnings Rugby, rugby uh, sorry, the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run uh, at Bunnings Trade Helping Businesses. Our trade will be back with your calls and texts next. Double eight double three is the Temper Bed Post text machine. Your thoughts on who should be All Black captain if Sam Kane doesn't take the job on and 0800 811 if you want to give us a call. This is the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run with Ricardo Ball and Steve Devine in for Justin Marshall at Bunnings Trade we're here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade double eight double three is the temper bedpost text machine and we've had a few through uh, Tim Horan and uh, Danny Herber uh, my greatest midfield ever maybe with Ma Nonu pushing Tim Tim Horan one of the absolute greats cheers Craig yep I grew up to Tim Horan and Jason Little just doing uh, remarkable, amazing things for Australian rugby. Um, two Queensland boys, uh, country Queensland boys. It was uh, 
Uh, a really good book, actually. Those two have a really good book worth a read. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, one worth checking out. Uh, Michael enjoyed the Barrett uh, drop goal late in the game last night. Something we haven't seen a lot from all black teams or from New Zealand teams in general, the old the old droppy for three, is it? No, it's been a while. Um, it's been a while. Um, yeah, good to see you. I, I, I'm not sure if it was called early. Um, you know, get down the other end, we'll have a field goal attempt. I... They, they were travelling well, making a vantage line and then got a penalty advantage and I think that might have been the, the cursor to um, maybe we might as well have a quick shot now and end it if we can. Yeah, why not? Take it while it's there, eh? Yeah, well the penalty was right in front. It would have been a would have been a give me anyway. So um, yeah, got it done a little bit earlier. Which is good. Uh, Steve texted through on double eight double three and said, uh, Artie all day, if I'm honest, Rick, um, for the All Black captaincy, if Sam Kane is no longer captain. And then Ken has said, with his best blue eye patch on, uh, Dalton is the best seven and the All Black captain. No contest, and hopefully Joe Schmidt with Joe Schmidt involved, it'll happen. What do you What do you think of that? Steve? Yeah, I, I I agree. Dalton is the best seven in 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 the competition right now. But uh, captain, maybe maybe a little bit young for a black captain. Maybe um, I think having. I mean, if Artie's going to be at eight and Polman's going to be seven, you're going to have Artie as the captain. He's just he's just been around Test rugby a that little bit longer. Um, he's he's the captain you want. Do as I. You know, follow me, boys. Everyone get on board. He's he's gonna do what he does. Um, amazing athlete that he can you know carry people post post tackle meters and, and all those sorts of things. So uh, he's a machine. Uh, yeah, I, I'm probably leaning towards Artie at the moment. Um, Sam's probably a little bit more you know head down and just just you know do the real hard work. And um, I, I think you can allow him to do that a little bit better without the captaincy on um, a loose forward. Probably a little bit easier. Yeah, nice. All right. Um, you can keep those coming through. Double eight, double three is the Temple Bed Post text machine. Uh, another one saying the Crusaders can win finals in South Africa. I don't think Eden Park will worry them. Well, you know that's fair, but they've lost one, they've won one, so yeah, that's a that's. A, I mean, I, I, I that's why I want to see it so much is because I I think well right now that's the number one and number two team. It's probably going to stay that way. They probably deserve to make the final and. Uh, I, I just think that's it's going to make for an awesome game of rugby. That you know that's one that's going to go either way. I, I think at the moment the way we're looking at semi-finals, uh, maybe the Chiefs versus the Blues as mm. a, or the Hurricanes as a semi-final. I mean that could go either way as well, right? So yeah. that Chiefs games game is going to be a great first uh, ga- first round or quarter final round of the knockouts. That's the game, isn't it? Yeah, I mean oh, that, oh, that's the beauty of the competition, right? Uh, quarter finals, you you know it's something we've got to get used to going forward with Rugby World Cup. You know. Um, semi-finals, quarter-finals, it's, it, it just adds that little bit extra, you know, and um, you, you're done, you go home, so you, you lay it all out. If someone's carrying a little bit of a niggle, you play them and, and you, you know, that's your, it's your last chance to learn. So um, it's, yeah, it makes for good footy and it, uh, pressure, pressure makes character and, and um, pressure makes diamonds. That's what yeah, we're going that's for. That's right, mate. Yeah, it used to be an old chunk of coal, but I'll be a diamond someday, as one they day, say. One day, mate, one say. day. Uh, Dave from Palmy's on the line. G'day, Dave. How are you? G'day, Richard. G'day, Steve. Hey, mate. Hey, um, first of all, on the captaincy first, I think, uh, given the point of things, Artie should be captain and maybe bring... Um, You're just breaking up Richie a bit there, Dave. Garrett. You're just breaking up a bit there, oh, mate. Sorry, sorry mate. We just, I, I heard you say Artie, Artie is captain, and then, and then what What else, sorry? Um, uh, Dalton as uh, his vice captain, a bit like uh, Richie and Kieran, you know. Um, if, if Sam isn't available... I think that would be the way to go. Um, it looks like Auckland, the Blues will play the Crusaders in the final. I think the only team that could maybe bump them, any of them off is, is the Hurricanes on their day. Steve, one thing I noticed, I watched the Blues game last night, and there's a couple of guys that have been mentioned in the All Blacks frame. 
um, Garafina, uh, uh, Kurt, uh, the hooker, and um, well, yeah, Kurt England. They um, and RTS, right? And you know, last night's game was pretty much as close as you're going to get to a test match, and all three of them made made big mistakes at a bad time, and they got away with it. But in a, against an international team, I don't think you get away with those mistakes. I just wonder what you thought. Yeah, all those three boys have been playing pretty good football all year, and and you know it was a big match, and and pressure does um, strange strange things to people sometimes. But I mean, I think if you look across the instead of looking at uh, you know one mistake in one game, if you look across the the mistakes across fifteen, sixteen games, I I think you, you can see they've performed pretty well. Um, so I definitely think they're going to be there or thereabouts. All three of those guys. Um, you're probably not their best game last night, but um, you know it was a pretty staunch uh, Brumbies defence that that didn't really give them a lot. Yeah, they, just, they crossed the line what seven times for two tries. I yeah. thought um, Christie Christie is brave and he is you know he's improved and stepped up. He's a very brave guy for a little guy, and he's got to be there. It's sure. going to be it's going to be hard not to pick him. I can tell you. Oh, yeah, real hard not to pick him. But someone has to, you pick him, someone misses out, of course. That's the way it goes. Yeah, exactly, Dave. Hey, listen, thanks very much for your call, mate. Appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Cheers. No worries. We've got uh, one more text that came through from Amit, which says, Hey, gents, a bit biased towards the Blues, don't you think? The ref did everything in his power to get them that W. I have nothing against the Blues. They are well worthy of the number one spot and deserve to host the finals, but a bit of honesty would be good. Hoskins was rightly man of the match, and I thought Caleb was very good till he got injured. RTS wasn't as good as you've made him out to be. He had made just a single carry until the, the second half, finished with 74 metres and five defenders beaten off 10 carries as well as 10 tackles, but he passed just once, which is unacceptable. Also, had a few handling errors. One of these almost led directly to a try. Tuivasa Sheik's subsequent try-saving tackle was then ruled high. So Amit, maybe not the uh, the biggest fan of uh, RTS and the ABs. I'm going to agree with them, but I am 100% biased to the Blues. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, at least Steve agreed with one thing that you said there, Amit. But thanks for your text. You can keep those coming through. Double eight, double three. Uh, now I caught up with Sam Gilbert, the Highlanders, the new Highlanders number ten. If I'd done this interview two weeks ago, uh, it would have been the Highlanders fourteen or fifteen. But as it is, he's the new Highlanders number ten. Uh, we'll replay that from you. It was, it was on with Smithy uh, at the end of the week and ahead of the game this afternoon, where he is again lining up at ten. Thought you might be interested to check out Sam Gilbert. We'll do that next here on the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run. Highlanders take on the Waratahs, second to last game of round robin, and the man who's going to be uh, playing in the 10 jersey for them, Sam Gilbert, joins us now. G'day, Sam, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. That's, uh, how was how was last week? Because, of course, uh, that was the big news, wasn't it? You used to send you with a 14 or a 15 on your back, but you turned up with a 10. Yeah, and that was a um, different challenge for me, I guess, but I thought I had a really good week building in, and then, um, obviously, the boys turned out a good performance. On um, Friday night, which was awesome. Yeah, I mean it was a great performance. Uh, Sixty-one to ten over the force. You, you kicked eight from eight as well, um, which which is a superb performance, mate. Uh, in terms of uh, that experience of playing in the line, playing outside Aaron Smith, um, how I mean, how was that for you in, in a real situation? I'm sure you drilled it plenty of times and had opposed trainings, but how was it for real? Uh, yeah, no, it was awesome, eh? Like, playing outside Nuggie takes a lot of pressure off you, which was probably the big thing. 
I found out during the game sort of less, not less pressure, but I guess like he just made some of those decisions for me and then it's a lot easier, it was a lot easier for me just to react and sort of just play what I saw off the back of it. Now, it quite nice. Yeah, it would have been, mate. It would have been. Do you have a bit of a ringing in one ear after playing with with, with him? Because he's, he's always chatting. <laughs> nah, of course not. <laughs> hey, um, it, it was talked about a bit last week that uh, you haven't played 10 since uh, high school, which I think was St. St Andrew's College in Christchurch. Is that true? Or have, have you had a run there, you know, in maybe under-20s teams or, or Canterbury, uh, you know, sort of uh, NPC teams and things like that? No, I think that storyline got blown a wee bit out of proportion. I played 10 sort of right through club, through through my three years at Lincoln Uni, and then like under-19s and stuff as well. And then even last year for Otago, I covered 10 when Joshy Huani got a head knock there for a little bit. So I've sort of, I wouldn't say I've played there a lot in the last couple of years, but it's not like I, I haven't been there, I guess. So. One of those things that got that, that that was a good headline. So let, let, let's make it a story. <laughs> yeah, let it run. Let yeah. it run, mate. What's the what's the old adage? Uh, don't let the, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so your time at, at ten, obviously, um, you know, you've played a bit there, as we've established. Do you see that as your position going forward, or are you happy to play? You know, fourteen, fifteen. Um, I mean, I'm happy just to be on the field at the end of the day. I think my skill set sort of lends itself to any of the three positions, I guess, based on how you want to play. So I think for me, it's more just whatever position I'm in, I guess, understanding how I can influence the game. And, I mean, is there anything else up your sleeve that we haven't heard yet? I mean, you know, is Brownie going to, you know, announce come quarter final time you're playing 12 or something? We're like, we didn't know he could play there. I mean, uh, is there anywhere else that you've played that that, that we might see you turn up at some point? Um, Yeah, I played 12 a wee bit, sort of. I guess first, second year out of school. It's not too dissimilar to 10 in a lot of ways. But um, no, I guess the higher up you go, the easier it is probably to change positions sometimes because you get a lot of lot more support and you know what everyone else around you is up to. So you yeah. never know. Well, I mean, how, how's it been for you with having Tony Brown as your head coach? I mean, in terms of 10s, there are not too many better that have run around, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess that was the awesome thing last week was you having Brownie and Nug there to lean on and, bounce a lot of questions back off and they sort of really yeah, I guess reassured me and gave me that confidence to go out there and perform on Friday. At the beginning of the season I, I do a show with Jeff Wilson um, called Super South where we just talk Highlanders and one of the things brought up was at the beginning of the season when the, when the team or the squad was named that I thought you know, it, the way the team was listed anyway, it had Marty and Mitch as the only 10s. And I, I remember saying to Jeff, you know, they look a, light, they look a bit light at 10. What do you think? Are you, are you, are you worried at all? Um, and so we had that discussion. Um, but from an internal point of view, was you playing 10 uh, or were you, were you like the third 10 in, ter- in terms of if, if anything went wrong on the injury front? I mean, is that something you've drilled from the start of the season or is it something that happened sort of midway through? Um, I mean, I've sort of always been a 15 wing this year and then sort of just the way the things are gone I guess the way I, way we like to play it's sort of 15 and 10 are much of a muchness like I think you saw that on Friday night the way all our backs just sort of slotted in and the way we want to play is it wasn't too dissimilar to playing 15 so I think that took a lot of pressure off and how does that work for you? Like, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, if if you guys have possession, you're in the ten slot. But do you drop back to fullback and have someone else come in the line when you're defending? 
Yeah, I mean, just utilising the guys we have around us. Like, obviously, we had Fatuli, Fatuli and Scott on the wings on Friday, who are like awesome defenders and midfielders, probably by trade. So, like, using them with their best in the front lines um, on D is probably our best bet. Where I mean, I know I know. I asked you where you uh, if you have a preference, but I mean, where do you see your future? I mean, do you see yourself as a ten going forward who can cover other positions? Um, I mean, I'm not really too sure. I'm still pretty young, I guess, in my rugby journey, and it's all experience, I guess, at the moment. Like, I love playing 15. Like, wing, I probably guess I'm still learning in terms of the professional side of it. So 15, 10 wing, I guess, any of those three, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, you have played both sides of the wing as well, haven't you? I think it was at New Zealand under-20s. I, I remember looking through and seeing that you'd played, uh, you played both left and right. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that wasn't... That was just when I was starting out, so I was sort of more just keen to get on the field. So when you get asked if you want to play left wing, you say yes. Yeah, mate, mate, give me give me the one jersey I'll prop if you need me to. I just want to get out there. <laughs> yeah, 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 quality. Sure. Hey, this weekend, of course, you got the Tars, um, who have had a interesting season. They they started a bit iffy, but they they seem to have come good, and they're probably overtaken the Reds now as the second best Aussie team. And they feature a couple of young tens as well, Ben Donaldson and Tane Edmed. Have you been watching much of them this season? And what do you make of their progress? Yeah, I guess I've been um, pretty hard to ignore the last couple of weeks, and they took me mm. up to the Saders and then running the Canes real close last week. So <clears throat> they're going to be yeah a real challenge on Sunday, Arvo. Particularly, I guess I think they're one of the better defensive teams in the competition, which is what they build the game off. So it's going to be a real challenge for us. It will be. I mean, in terms of that D, I mean, you know, you talk about having um, Aaron Smith inside you. What about outside you? Uh, you know, Thomas Umanga Jensen. If you've got a if you've got a D that needs cracking, is there a better bloke to to throw a short ball to? Yeah, I mean, you got you got Marine off the back of the scrum and um, Thomas running down and. It's not too bad when you can just use those two weapons. That's pretty good, all right, mate. Pretty good. Hey, currently you guys are sitting uh, in eighth place and you're seven points clear of the Rebels who you play in the last round. Um, of course, you don't want to be giving them a sniff in that last round. How important is it to you guys to get the business done against the Tars t- uh, this weekend? Yeah, of course. Like Every game's important at the moment, I guess, building towards hopefully that quarterfinals. Um, quarterfinals game, like, I think the focus for us is just building our game, though. I think we saw last week we finally started to find our groove. So I think the next couple of weeks for us is how do we keep building that towards that quarterfinals. And we mentioned briefly Tony Brown and how good it is to have him to lean on. Obviously, he's a ten who's who's been an he's been a really inventive coach as well. Um, I remember seeing him. Uh, coaching oh, the Highlanders a few years ago and I'm trying to remember who the 10 was now that ended up turning their back to the opposition line and then kicking a ball over their head with their back to the line. Um, what, what what sort of advice is he me giving you? I'm, I'm picking, he's asking you to keep it a bit simpler than that. Yeah, I mean, sort of, he's just been really making sure that I just back myself, I guess, and to play my game, not try, I guess, run the team as a whole or just like really, I guess, do what I do well and do that well. That's been his sort of key message, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and you do, you you have done it well. You did it well last weekend, mate, and you got eight from eight, as I mentioned, at the start off the boot. You did give that last kick, though, to, to Daniel Linnett-Brown uh, from the sideline. Um, he, he, boy, he couldn't have had a tougher a tougher first kick of the match, could he? How do you reckon he went? No, he just about drilled it, didn't mm. he? Um, nah, it was pretty cool, like, someone like that to 
get an opportunity, I guess, that they wouldn't usually get. Like, it's pretty cool to see them get the reward. Did you give them, give them some advice afterwards? No, I smoked it. I probably wouldn't have gone much closer myself. <laughs> is that something you guys uh, do in training? You know, I mean, you know, maybe at the end of training or at the start of training, just as a uh, as a bit of fun. Everybody has a crack. Well, I think every forward thinks they can goal kick, but <laughs> no, there, there's always a few of them floating around after trying to get a get a nudge. But. Nice, Sam. Nice. Uh, and I mean, just finally before I let you go, um, what do you think has been the biggest development in your game this season with everything that's happened? Uh, I think a lot of it's been probably my game understanding. This is still, uh, yeah, this was my first year, full year, I guess, in a Super Rugby environment. After doing my knee last year, missing, well, sorry, knee in twenty twenty, and then missing half of last year. So for me, it's just been, I guess, playing every week and trying to get better each week, and just build sort of my game understanding and like how I sort of improve the little things week to week. Yeah, well, mate, I mean, it's been uh, an impressive season from you. You've been one of the standouts uh, no matter what number you've had on your back for the Highlanders this season. So congratulations on a good season so far, mate, and best of luck against the Tars this weekend and then uh, the playoffs, hopefully. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. There you go. Uh, that was Sam Gilbert, uh, five away from three here on the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run. Ricardo Paul, Steve Devine with you. We had a text on the Temper Bed Post text machine. Steve, as a halfback, don't you think Nick White showed New Zealand teams can't handle a talker, sniper, abrasive guy? He thrives playing New Zealand teams. Brumbies probably would have won if he had stayed on. Yeah, if I was playing, I would have been sent off, I reckon. <laughs> the, 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 the level of niggle he portrayed, I, I would have snapped. Yeah. And probably try to snap him. Yeah, okay. So, no, he, he, he is a pest. I think that's the best word to describe it. And, um, yeah, let's hope he gets run over the top off real soon. Yeah, indeed. We're probably, probably not too far away from happening with the playoffs around the corner. Hey, uh, just quickly, Highlanders, Tars, the Salvo, who you got? Uh, I want the Highlanders. Go the Highlanders at home. Highlanders at home. There you go. You heard it first. Uh, this has been the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.